Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, going live weekday mornings at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro, online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, it has been a long week because Monday night is when the news broke that Brian Callahan would be the Titans' new coach. Then we sat there and we waited for it to become official uh, until, what, Wednesday? Uh, was that Thursday? Wednesday morning? And then all of a sudden, the Thursday afternoon press conference we get to learn a little bit more about Brian Callahan. But before we hear from the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans, uh, Sam, take us through the atmosphere at St. Thomas Sports Park yesterday. What was the crowd like? Because it's always drawing a bigger crowd for these press conferences. It's not necessarily just the media. There's more media. And then there's a bunch of family and other staffers around too. Yeah, I mean, it was very busy, like you said, filled up maybe six rows of chairs and stuff had people standing all over the back walls and around the uh, edges of the room wanting to hear what Brian Callahan had to say. It's funny. I was sitting there. Uh, Brian Callahan walks in the room with his family and Amy Adams Strunk uh, and Kenneth and Barkley Adams walk into the room and they sit down on the front row and there's this weird like silence with like this, the buzz in the back of the room, like a literal buzz, a literal humming mm-hmm. sound. And John Glennon leans over to me and says, I can't tell if I'm at a funeral or a wedding. And it it was just this weird, like ominous, like, here we go. It's like, we're waiting for the bride to walk down the aisle and, or we're waiting for the pastor to come speak at the funeral. And Brian Callahan was both of those, (laughs) like at the same time. Um, It very quickly opened up uh, and Brian Callahan showed a little bit of his personality, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll get into all of the things that he said. It was just nice to, I think, hear from him and and actually hear some of, uh, hear one, Rand Carthon and and Miss Amy speak about the vision that they alluded to in their previous press conference and, and, and allude to the coaching search and what it was like to recruit Brian Callahan uh, and then just get to know, uh, the guy that I guess we're calling Callie a little bit. Is that what we're doing? Callie? Or is, I, I mean, is he just Brian Callahan? To everybody? Uh, look, look, I never called Mike Vrabel Vrabes, right? Like, true. you know, yeah. I, that was a player thing. Players called Vrabel Vrabes, but Callahan takes longer to say than Vrabel. Callie, very quick, very efficient when it comes to talking about him. And so, like, you know, so do you like the nickname Cali? Like, I think it, I don't I know think if it's, I like it for me to say. So, no, yeah, it's not for us. Like, nicknames are not for us in the media. For fans, I think Coach Cali is great. It can't be Coach Cal because that's the dude. No, that we're it talking can't about. be Coach Cal, or I don't think he's Coach Cali. I think he's either. I think he's just Cali. 
I think that's Cali. the way. Like, he's no coach Cali. leading up to it, just yeah. straight up Cali. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, and look, he's from Cali. You know, well, Cali lady says Coach Callahan, but I think Coach Callahan is his father. So he's yes. Cali. Coach <laughs> Callahan <laughs> is is his dad. <laughs> For sure. So let's hear from uh, Brian Callahan. He's not, is he Bry? Is he Brian? And uh, I'm not oh, going to get Let's hear from uh, Brian Callahan about his coaching style that kind of shows us a little bit about his demeanor and his personality as a whole. Um, my coaching style is, is uh, consistent. Uh, my demeanor is pretty consistent. Um, I pride myself on being a great teacher. Uh, that's first and foremost as a coach, that's all you really care about is, is how well can you teach and articulate to the players what they need to do. Um, I, have the, I have plenty of intensity. Um, I'm a pretty laid back demeanor most of the time, as you guys will see. But um, when it's time to make, make corrections and, and bring the energy that's necessary, I can do that. Um, but my coaching style is, is a teaching coaching style. Uh, we're trying to make sure that our guys know exactly what to do, how to do it, um, and can go execute at, at, a, at a really high level and as fast as humanly possible. Resilient and relentless. You know, I think that's the easiest way to say it. Uh, you want you want your team to have those two qualities, and if you have those things, uh, if you're if you're resilient and you can handle the ups and downs, and you can handle the um, the good and the bad, and you're relentless in, in how you approach every day at work, every day at practice, every game you play, um, your results will they'll come. And um, if you if you turn on the tape and you look at the Tennessee Titans, and I hope those are the two words that come to mind. Some interesting stuff there, Austin, and I, I did like it's actually not pictured in that clip, but going along the lines of the resilient and relentless part where where uh, Brian Callahan talks about uh, handling the ups and the downs. There was a moment in the press conference that he mentioned like he wants his teams to be able to overcome adversity, something he learned with the Cincinnati Bengals when they started 0 and 11 his first year there as the offensive coordinator was uh, how much you can learn about your team when you're losing and how to build towards winning even during difficult times. Uh, I thought that was interesting because one of the things I'd love to say, uh, because I, I feel vindicated by the uh, state of affairs with the Philadelphia Eagles right now, is it's easy to have fun when you're winning. And I think the difference in a head coach and the difference between the head coaches that last in the National Football League are the guys that know how to keep their teams together and keep cohesion when you are facing adversity. And so like an AJ Brown goes to Philadelphia, wins a bunch of games, says, oh, it's so much fun to be an Eagle. KB, uh, you're a winner now. We do things different here. We have fun here. You lose five of six and it's a train wreck and everybody hates it. And it like very quickly, Nick Sirianni lost control of what was going on. And you see other coaches around the National Football League who ha have found a way to maintain buy-in when things are not going well. It was one of my favorite things that Mike Vrabel had with the Titans. And so I'm super optimistic about the, the offensive mind of Brian Callahan and what he can bring for Will Levis. And I think if he can bring the leadership style that he talks about there, uh, uh, being a teacher, being kind of mellow and, and easygoing, but fire when needed and can really get his guys going to, to buy in through adversity and be relentless through the ups and downs. I think that's the true happy balance of a really good head coach. It's obviously way easier said than done here, 
But I think, you know, he hit on some important high notes uh, in, in some of his answers. Yeah. And so I, I think um, I, I'm with you on that. I think it's, you know, Mike Vrabel is very different than Brian Callahan. And whenever you see head coaching changes or leadership changes in whatever field you're looking at, you see the opposite hire to follow. Look around the NFL. Look at all the opposite hires, right? Yeah. Like the, the only one that's not an opposite hire is the Carolina Panthers who hire an offensive coach uh, in Canales from Tampa. The Titans are going from defense to offense. The Falcons are going from offense to defense. Uh, that well, I guess you know the yeah. the Chargers. Brandon Staley technically was a defensive coordinator, but what well, was a quarterback when he played? But they go get they're Jim going Harbaugh. from you know analytics nerd to uh, old school proven head coach. So to that, drink that, milk every day with your with your yeah. dinner and uh, you know wear a belt when your pants. You know, like that Jim Harbaugh exactly. So a, he has a phone strap on the front of his like belt. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's getting his like, beeper. Uh, so, uh, Sam, do you know what a beeper is? I do. Okay. Okay. Just check it. Yeah. Right, so, is, um, you have that one in so, the so let's go ahead and ask this question and get the chat more involved here. Let's, and we can play the clip again, but let's just ask what's one word to describe new Titans coach, Brian Callahan. What is one word to describe new Titans coach, Brian Callahan. And we can play some more, uh, video from Callahan in his press conference. Uh, yesterday, but first I want to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. That is where you should turn for all of your health coverage. Maybe uh, you're paying too much for your health coverage. Maybe you have no idea what you're paying for health coverage and your health plan is not as good as it could be. You're paying too much and you're not getting great coverage. Farm Bureau Health Plans can help both those things out. Zach Bingham signed up for Farm Bureau Health Plans over two years ago and he saved 20% per month on his coverage. And also doesn't have to pay out of uh, pocket for his uh, dental and vision uh, coverage like he used to do with his previous plan. So Farm Bureau Health Plans can save you money, get you the best of both worlds by having the right coverage for you, regardless of your situation, whether it's a growing family, you're entrepreneur, you're single, maybe you're later in life and you the family's empty nested, you guys, and you're, you and your spouse are looking for that next level of coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plans. They got you there too at fbhp.com slash atoz serving tennesseans for over 75 years fbhp.com slash atoz today's show is powered by bet mgm the king of sports books use the bonus code atoz sports when you sign up with bet mgm and you can get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win conference championship sunday is around the corner and if you've got a pick right now uh, for who you think might be heading to the Super Bowl, make sure you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks and BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, and even if your first bet loses, you get that money back into your account and another chance to win big. That's the best way to do sports betting during the NFL playoffs. So it is the King of Sportsbooks and BetMGM.com. All right. So, Sam, we're asking the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. By the way, like the show, hit the like button, thumbs up for everybody. Uh, but what's one word to describe? New Titans head coach Brian Callahan. Uh, Sam, I will send you to the chat. What are the people saying? Jermel says smart. Uh, amnesia says uncertain. I see fresh. I see future. Humility. I see uh, refreshing. I see uh, ready, emotional, optimistic, open, uh, character, fresh, humble. Another fresh. A lot of fresh from you. That's a well, time out. 
we're asking like about Brian Callahan, not how you feel about the hire necessarily on the person, Brian Callahan, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got genuine from Jared. We've got uh humble, we've got uh offense, we've got enthusiasm, we've got well-rounded, we've got uh hungry, we've got optimistic. Curtis says nepotism. Which I just want, like Brian Callahan's thing his entire coaching career was he didn't want to take a job from his dad. That was like a, a thing throughout his entire life, coaching life. <laughs> and he did life. not want a job from his dad. So I'm not trying right. to see that one at all. He's, he's no, paid his that's dues. Not fair. Uh, that's not fair. Paid his dues, absolutely. Flexible from Grant Jones. Uh, questionable from Reginald. Modern, says Brian. Renovation, says Paul. Uh, intelligent, down to earth. That's three words, but I'll take it. Um, uplifting, uh, let's see, adaptive, character, raw, vanilla, confident, smart, methodical, uh, interesting, a, a nice variety of words here, Austin. Uh, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? You can go. Uh, somebody in the chat had my word already. Uh, and, and I just, I kept coming back to genuine uh, as the word. I, I really... Even just being in the room with Brian Callahan, I felt everything that he said. And, and you know, you can poke holes in some of what he said if you really wanted to. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, nothing about Brian Callahan felt fake to me. Uh, yeah. I see the emotion that, you know, comes out when he talks about the Cincinnati Bengals and Zach Taylor and these people that invested in him throughout his coaching life and his career. Um, and I felt it and I believed him. I almost got emotional listening to him talk about his dad and like, it just like a special relationship of him being like, yeah, man, you really want to be like your dad and to be standing at the podium as an NFL head coach, knowing that growing up at 10 years old, I was in my dad's office watching him do the same job. Pretty cool. And so I, I just felt like it was genuine that his excitement to work with the Titans and work with Will Levis is genuine, that his enthusiasm about being a Titan was genuine, that his relationship with Rand Carthon, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show, was genuine. Nothing felt phony. And so I think that was really cool because well, I was honestly surprised at how enthusiastic he was about being a Titan. It felt like from the jump, uh, the Titans wanted Brian Callahan, like he mm -hmm. was their top choice. But it was interesting for me to listen to Brian Callahan talk about just how badly he wanted the Titans. Um, and I don't think it was the politically correct answer because now he's a Tennessee Titans head coach and he has to say it. I felt it. So Brian Callahan was, if nothing else, genuine at the podium yesterday. So genuine was on my short list of words. So I think that's a very good word to use. Uh, there was another word that I was going to go with, but somebody in the chat has changed my mind. So I'm Ooh. going to call an audible. I'm going to be flexible, Sam, which is a word that Amy Adam Strunk used to describe Brian Callahan in her statement was flexible. I'm going to be flexible and change my word, but I'm going to tell you about my first word first. My other word was going to be authentic. Because I, I think genuine, authentic, there is a lot same. of the same thing, right? Like, yeah. I feel like Brian Callahan was authentically him at the podium yesterday. But then I, I, when I saw the other, the new word come into the chat, I was like, you know what? I want to change it. 
because you know who else was authentic? Mike Vrabel was authentic. Oh, yeah. He's just very different, right? Like you can be authentic and be not the right person for the future or the now or the whatever, right? And so I think he is authentic, but Mike Vrabel is authentic too. So like, I was like, that doesn't like do a good job for me in trying to have a conversation about uh, this new head coach and remove ourselves from the previous one. So I'm going to go with what uh, our guy Trey said, approachable. I think Brian Callahan feels very approachable. He feels like somebody who is on your team. Great word. That I got to hey, Trey, that I didn't think of that. That's a great word though. It, yeah, because you know, when you when you're in when you're in a battle together and you're trying to like a lot of times ego gets involved. And when ego gets involved, people that might think or that are supposed to be on the same page going after the same goals are now butting heads because of ego. Well, I don't know how approachable Mike Vrabel was, but he might, as we know, the presence that Mike Vrabel gives off is a very intimidating one to a lot of people, right? He is the alpha of alphas. And while that might be good in some things of being a leader, but I don't necessarily know if Mike Vrabel was approachable. And from stories that we've heard in the past of it wasn't your idea, uh, then Mike wasn't going to go for it. I said uh, last week or maybe the week after Vrabel got fired uh, that uh, that Rand Carthon might have been playing the old sales game of trying to make it think like it's Mike's idea so Mike can be on board with it. But I think Brian Callahan seems approachable when it comes to relating to his players in a different way. Vrabel related to his players because he sat in all their seats. Brian Callahan was not an NFL player. He played a little bit of college quarterback at UCLA, but he went right into coaching after that. Coaching was the path for Brian Callahan. So he's relatable in a different way, but approachable was my one word that I wanted to settle on. So shout out Trey for uh, for making me audible this morning. That's funny. Uh, you talking about Mike Vrabel not being approachable because it reminds me of a story about Mike Vrabel where oh. he was on the hunt to figure out who was and was he had I just – it was a training camp store where he come up to came up to me and was asking me about, am I approachable? Is so-and-so approachable? I got to figure Vrabel out. Vrabel said that? Yeah, it was a, it's a fun story. I will, I can tell you after the show, it was a. Like a you can't story. tell me on the show. Well, there's a lot of people watching right now, Austin. I, I, I know. I, I think it's great. I, I Mike, haven't heard Mike about Vrabel this. Vrabel had a, uh, he had a theory going on about how to be more approachable and how his he felt some of his players weren't approachable because they had their headphones in or they had their hoods up or different things like that. So he was he was working on a theory and he was uh, he was coming up to me and uh, me and Teron Davenport was trying to pick our brains about what exactly was approachable and not approachable from a body language perspective. It, it just made me laugh that that was uh, oh, one of takeaways that. So yeah, we can talk about it later. Because on um, that, like if you have your headphones in, you're not approachable, but that's intentional. If I have my AirPods in and I'm in a public place and somebody tries to small talk me, that makes me frustrated because I have those in on a a reason. Yeah, exactly. It's a notice of, I I mean, I go around with my AirPods and sometimes without anything playing and it's just a, Hey, don't bother me. Like I'm I'm (laughs) busy on your side. So, uh, yeah, that was funny, but I actually think it's a great word because I think it's true. I actually, so I want to know your take on this. I liked two comments here. American tough said he feels like your friend's dad. 
And Jason Callahan is the guy you go golfing with. I think it's like the opposite. I think Mike Vrabel is your buddy's dad, like the fun dad that you can cut loose with a little bit. And Mike Vrabel's the guy I'd go golfing with. Brian Callahan feels like, like the professor that like connected with you in school and helped you grow as a person that you talk about and you're willing to open up with a little bit more um, and is more approachable and you can talk about your feelings and stuff. But I don't know. Fred, I don't know. What do you think about that? Is, is Brian yeah. Callahan the friend's dad or is that more of the Mike Vrabel vibe? I mean, I think you can have multiple friends, dads with different personalities. Like there's the, there's the fun dad that is Vrabel, but then there's also the dad that, is willing to that you have that you actually have a, a pretty legit relationship with and i think and i, I don't want to bash vrabel too much because like was vrabel unapproachable a lot of times yeah sure but there's also the a mike ton vrabel, of really deep the mike vrabel persona like mike vrabel had great relationships with his players and he yes. did connect with his players on a deep level and the persona that you see in the media of who mike vrabel presented to be publicly was not always I mean, not that it was fraudulent at all, but it was a, I think it was a performative version of who Mike Vrabel was at his most authentic form. Uh, and I think there's a lot of like sarcasm and joking that goes into the way he presented himself that can come across as, I don't know, a, a, aggressive or abrasive or arrogant or whatever. And I don't know if he was always like that necessarily. I think Vrabel was, you know, your friend's dad that you knew probably could get, you didn't want to piss him off because he, he would, he would go there. And uh, Brian Callahan is the, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yes. Yes. That, I think that's a great way of putting it. Mike Vrabel is, I Mike am Vrabel, mad. Mike Vrabel around you. Mike Vrabel <laughs> around you and yell and be very yeah. upset at you. And, and Brian Callahan's just, uh, I expected better. Oh, yes, <laughs> for sure. Now, so I want to play this too, because authentic was a word that I had prepared to come in from uh, and, and discuss more, but I like the approachable uh, direction that uh, Trey took us in. I did want to play, because I, ha I have something else too, and I want to see a little, maybe a little question on the fly for Sam here in a second. Uh, but uh, I did want to play this from 3HL, had Brian Callahan on uh, yesterday evening after his press conference. And I thought you saw Brian Callahan or you could hear Brian Callahan in that interview with 3HL on 104.5 The Zone get a little bit more personable than what he was on the press conference stage, which, you know, he was emotional and crying, but in a different way. So here was Brian Callahan talking about his uh, crush on Rand Cartha. Yeah, I'd never met Rand before. I, know, I, don't, I never knew him. Um, I've known of him, obviously, his, his work in San Francisco and – um, I'm, I'm relatively uh, close, both professionally and, and personally, with Adam Peters. Um, and so I, I, when Rand first called me and said they wanted to interview me, I called Adam right away and I just said, hey, what's, you know, what do I need to know? And he goes, he's one of the best people I've ever been around. So um, I said, well, that, that's a great start. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then just as, uh, as we got into the Zoom uh, process and the interview process, you know, I just, we just see things very similarly. Uh, we see culture similarly. We see what we want the building to look like similarly. And, um, and I just felt a, uh, an alignment from the get-go. And that to me was really important. And especially for, for some of that I never met and never worked with and had no idea who he was. And um, 
it just felt right. That's the best way I can describe it is the, as the conversations went on, the more comfortable it became. And, uh, and him and I just really became fast friends, if you will, is the best way I can put it. Um, because he's, he sees things very similar to me and that's, that's really exciting. So as you're sitting there and you're feeling this, are you sitting there thinking, man, I, I really hope that he's feeling the same way, you know, like, <laughs> I hope yeah. it's not just me. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you got a crush on somebody and they don't like you anymore, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's, it, it, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Well, he had a ran crush. He had a ran crush. Uh, Brian a, lot Callahan. People, a lot of people do, but yeah. like if you, Listen to people talk about Rand Carthon around the NFL. He is a uh, salesman, like of his personality. People love Rand. He is a, uh, you know, he's a personable guy. And I think that it helps him in a huge, huge way professionally. I actually liked it. I saw some people debating it online. Amy Adam Strunk had said something in her statement uh, about Rand Carthon when he received his promotion uh, to being executive vice president and general manager and having final say over all that stuff where Amy said that Rand Carthon makes the Titans a destination that people want to come play football. Saw some people saying, well, how much does a GM really affect it? But I think we've seen enough out of Rand Carthon now to know his personality, the way that people feel attached to him and the way that people like him and want to work with him. I do think it makes the Titans a place that people want to be. And it's actually it, in the press conference, Brian Callahan talked about what he just spoke about uh, on that 3HL clip a little bit more of just feeling like he was connected to Ran immediately, made him feel like this is the right job that I absolutely have to have. I think Brian Callahan would have been a sought after candidate in some of these other job openings that we're interviewing and stuff. He had requests for interviews and second interviews elsewhere, but he wanted to be a Titan. And a lot of that probably falls on Rand Carthon's shoulders. So that's some, it's interesting stuff. It's something I, I'm going to continue to monitor. You, I mean, listen to like what Jeffrey Simmons and Jeffrey Simmons agent says about the extension that got done. Listen to Aziz Alshire or Arden Key or Daniel Brunskill talk about the previous relationship with Rand, helping them decide to sign with the Titans in free agency. I think Rand's, the vibe around him, the way that he's able to immediately connect with people, instant friends, makes people want to work with him and want to be a mm -hmm. Titan. That's a good thing for the organization long term. All right. So, uh, Sam, you and I had a pre-show conversation about what that press conference was yesterday. And I said, Sam, I, I don't know if it's just me getting old and seeing a lot of these head coach opening press conferences, but that thing was pretty boring. It was flat. And so I want to ask you and everybody here, is that something or nothing? Is that just me getting old, seeing a bunch of introductory press conferences or is that the reality? And how do we feel about that being a reality potentially? So something or nothing that I'm thought, I thought that was a boring introductory press conference for a head coach. I'm, we're going to dive into this a little bit deeper, Sam, but first tell everybody about our great friends at the bone and joint Institute. 
The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You don't want to fumble on you, your recovery. And whatever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust. But I'm telling you that you can trust our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute with a state-of-the-art rehab facility located out in Franklin. That's a one-stop shop for your recovery. Everything all under one roof. Clinic, rehab, image, surgery, testing. It's all there out in Franklin with good, reliable doctors and a great, reliable facility out in Franklin. So if you are hurt, if you need to schedule an appointment, go visit the Bone and Joint Institute and schedule your appointment online at boneandjointtn.org. And with BetMGM, always win big with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. They get you the first bet offer up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. Win that first bet misses. That's again, sign up with. ATOZ Sports up to fifteen hundred back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. But also, Sam, the big game calls for an epic party, and that's exactly what BetMGM's Big Game Bash is delivering. This is your chance to see country superstar and two-time CMA Entertainer of the Year, Luke Combs, on Saturday, February tenth, in Las Vegas. Are you ready to get in on the action with BetMGM? Join BetMGM at the Chelsea inside the majestic Cosmo- Cosmopolitan for an epic performance. Only a limited amount of tickets are available for this exclusive event. So download the BetMGM app, or if you've already got it, good for you. Get your tickets now. The most exciting Sunday in sports, and BetMGM has you covered all game long. Don't miss out on the big game excitement with Luke Combs and the king of sportsbooks. See BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only for gambling promise support. Call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. So, Sam, I would said um, – I thought that was a boring press conference. I, you know, we were planning the show today and I'm like, you know what? The best thing that happened in that press conference did not come out of Brian Callahan's mouth. It came out of, uh, you know, Randy Carthon's mouth. And we'll get to hunting together here in a second. But I, I thought this was flat. And if that's, is that a bad thing? Do you agree with me of what I felt about the presser from Callahan? Um, I don't know if I would say flat is the right word. It it did feel it was a weird press conference that was so like all encompassing. There were so many different things discussed from his background, his relationship with his dad and and what he learned from his dad and Zach Taylor to become a head coach and his demeanor and what the identity of his football team needs to be and Will Levis and what he sees in wide receivers and like there were so many different things discussed over the course of a press conference. It was a 50 minute press conference that I came out of it being like, there's so much here that there's almost nothing at all. Like there's, there's so much that we talked about, but was there anything that really jumped out at me of like, this is awesome. This is something that we need to be discussed. I think if you really got into the weeds a little bit and like, broke down some of the things that he said specifically, you can find something, but there were also times that, you know, talking about scheme of his offense that Brian Callahan said, I don't want to get into the weeds too much. I don't want to get into the weeds too much about Will Levis. Uh, That maybe took away some of the, I don't know, like the rock solid stuff that you might've been looking for. I also think like, Ann is dead on and you're probably just used to, you know, Mike Vrabel yelling at, Paul Kaharski or, or Gentry or whoever else, Mike Vrabel yeah. would never really have a boring press conference like that. There would always be somebody he's snapping at. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, I felt like the words that were said were important. But I, I also came away with, like, that could have been an email. 
<laughs> you know, like it, it had like, that could have been an email vibes of the words is what we, that's what we needed. You know, the yeah. whole, does that make sense? Well, sure. I, I mean, I just think it's another one of like, I think there was a quote uh, comment up here that was good, but yeah, Jacob says the press conference is to sell fans. It was a good decision. That's it. Uh, and I think it, it really is to introduce Brian Callahan to, to share a little bit about like, Hey, here's what we're looking to do. It's hard to really buy into any of it because there's no results. There's no like, right. Like, I mean, at the end of a season, typically at this point in the year, you can talk to a head coach who has just failed or just succeeded at whatever they're doing. We can then preview, this is what we need to do. Here are specifics about this team. When you're talking about a new head coach, there's nothing to back any of it. So he said all of the right things. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people can look at it and be like, all right, well, I want to see results. Yeah, of course you want to see results. And it's a lot easier said than done to be a successful head coach in the league. Uh, but I do think Brian Callahan said all the right things. I think one of the, things you look for in a guy in his first press conference is what we said is authenticity. And, you know, he was very genuine and authentic in the things that he said. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big positive. So he didn't necessarily get me ready to run through a wall uh, or Titans fans ready to run through a brick wall about what's coming. But I think he instilled confidence that there is uh, cohesion within this front office and then their vision and competence within the organization right now. Yeah, and so I, uh, Itka Drinker, I don't know if that's a real name or not, uh, but it says Austin is having post Vrabel partum. I mean, maybe. And then I, I did see some other comments. Um, uh, that Sean says you're spoiled by Vrabel because he always pushed buttons instead of dance around things. And Major Key says, "Damn, Austin, you're so traumatized by Vrabel." I'm not traumatized by Vrabel. I think it's, I think it's a conditioned. I'm conditioned to Vrabel sass, right? I'm, I'm conditioned to. Mike Vrabel being asked questions and be like, nah, you know, I mean, I don't know. And just having an attitude about him. And then I saw David says it's called professional mature. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a professional way to look at uh, the difference between Mike Vrabel and what Brian Callahan is. And I don't say, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just came away with it. Like, well, you know, usually after these big press conferences, there's a lot of conversations and topics to be had. And I came away with it like, now there's not really all that much there. After Rand's press conference, after the firing of Rabel, we had so many follow-ups and like, okay, all right, now we need to pull this apart, peel the onion back and get in and figure out what's going on here. Or this is very much like, okay, all right. You answer the question, uh, logical answer. Sounds good. Good deal. And you move on, right? And so I just feel like there wasn't as much juice there from what I'm used to. And that's why I can't tell if I'm, yeah. I'm getting old. I'm not numb by all these intro press conferences for coaches. No, yeah, I agree with that. And maybe I am wrong too. I mean, I, some people in the chat said like Connor says, I don't know. That got me very excited for the 2024 season. Deshaun said he had me ready for next season. Billy said they don't want to run through a wall. They want to throw the ball over the wall, which I think. Oh, I um, like that. Uh, but I, I don't know. My takeaway was like kind of what you said. I was like, yeah, sounds good. I'm interested in seeing what you do. I'm interested in seeing how you fix the offensive line. I'm interested in seeing who you bring in a wide receiver. I'm interested in seeing what your offense looks like for Will Levis. I'm intrigued. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm fascinated, but I'm, I'm also not like, if you look at the different topics that we talk about, whether it's Will Levis or wide receivers or 
offensive philosophy or roster building philosophy or what they might do in the draft. I, I don't know if I learned anything super new from Brian Callahan's press conference. I, I knew I heard that he likes Will Levis, which I could have assumed from him taking the Titans head coaching job. I learned that he wanted to be a Titan, which I could have assumed from him taking the job. I learned he wants to pass more and pass protection is important to him, which I've seen on tape with Cincinnati. So yeah. I don't know if I learned anything new, but it was nice to hear nonetheless. Yeah. And like, I, I, I felt like I'd already knew that Brian Callahan was a legitimate like guy, like dude, he's a, a good a dude. Legitimate head coach in his demeanor and persona. Yeah, like we had a meeting yesterday afternoon with some of our website editors and John Sheeran, who's our Bengals beat writer and one of our editors on the site. You know, he was on there and I was, it was just us and me and John waiting for some others to join. And he was like, take care of him. Like, take, he's like, take care of Brian for us. Like, he's a good guy. Like, he's, a, you know, like, okay, he's a good dude. Take care of him down there. Uh, treat him right. Kind of a deal where, you know, I just think it's very different from what you're going to. It's a shock, right? We talked about it early in the show. A lot of times you fire somebody, you go hire the opposite. And it truly feels like the Titans fired somebody and found the opposite when it comes to football philosophy and a little bit when it comes to the personality and demeanor and the lack of flammable uh, opportunity for Brian Callahan. Like I saw Trey said, it's going to take a lot for Brian Callahan to say the F-bomb on a, at a press conference where Mike Vrabel in back-to-back press conferences dropped an F-bomb and then ruined childhood uh, you know, childhoods by saying Santa's not real. Like there's a lot of things that go into that as Mike Vrabel and being everything that he was. Yeah. So, but I think that they're different, right? Mike Vrabel's ants. Like if Mike Vrabel was pissed, Mike Vrabel's going to drop an F-bomb in a press conference. If Brian Callahan is pissed, I think you're going to see emotion out of him in a press conference where he'll be more emotional about failure and about or or a fire under his eyes that's more like impassioned about what we have to do uh teron davenport uh asked about it to brian callahan but is also you know i think on on one of his podcast appearances did told the story about how after the the Bengals offense laid an egg in a game earlier this year brian callahan it was like the right moment for him to hit the gas and he just lit his offense up just ripped into them uh, about what they were doing. And do you hear him speak? He's a soft-spoken guy. He's a very like mild-mannered guy, as he said. He's normally very laid back as a personality. But when that fire comes out, I think people listen. And the Bengals came out and put up like 40-something points the next game uh, and right after Brian Callahan started to, uh, to show some passion. So I think maybe their styles are a little bit different. Vrabel would get very like – F-bomb, I hate losing, er, tough guy mentality when things were going rough. I think Brian Callahan is going to get like this very impassioned sort of uh, emotional feeling towards him that could create some some buy-in for his players. So different responses. All right, let's talk about what I thought was the quote of the press conference from Rand Carthon, hunting together and what that means because I am one excited. The, the title of the show today, Titans hunting together with sharpshooters, Brian Callahan and Ryan Carthon. So let's get to that nitty gritty of it. First, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. If you have uh, needs for your new mower, uh, a new trimmer, maybe you've got a yard that's a little bit difficult to cut because you've got a hill 
or a ditch. Maybe it's a large yard. You want to make it more efficient or whatever that is. Krebs Kubota can help you out. Maybe you have a lot of land. Maybe you have actual projects around your property that you need help getting done. And you don't want to buy the equipment. You need to rent the equipment. Krebs Kubota can do that for you. Krebs is an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry and also have the best warranties for set equipment and the best customer service because a family-owned and operated company in Krebs Kubota has been serving Middle Tennessee for 18-plus years. And they've grown just from Columbia to also adding Franklin and Murfreesboro to their repertoire across entire uh, area of Middle Tennessee. KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Do your sports betting this NFL playoffs with the king of sportsbooks and use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. If you place that first bet and it loses, no worries. That money goes back into your account in the form of a bonus bet if you sign up with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. So let's say it's $100 and you're like, all right, I'm putting 100 bucks on the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl and defeat the Detroit Lions this weekend. Well, even if the Lions pull the upset and you lose your bet, 100 bucks is back into your BetMGM account, and you can then place that bet on the Super Bowl, a second chance to win big. So get with the king of sports books. The best way to do sports betting is when risk is limited and you get two chances to win. Uh, the king of sports books, BetMGM.com, with bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, the comment of the press conference Came from new Titans GM, ran Carthon. Let's hear it. The one thing that stood out to us um, with Cali was just his ability to not only know what he wants, but be able to articulate that in a clear and concise manner. And what that would allow us to do, it allow our players to understand what their roles are and go out and execute and play fast, which is what we're going to do. But the only other side of that, as a scout, as a personnel guy, it gives us the ability to know what we're going out to hunt for. And one thing that we keep talking about here is our group um, is hunting at the same time isn't the same as hunting together. And under Brian Callahan, we will be going out and hunting together. But that to me was the biggest part is that we we're forming a forming a, a partnership and a relationship that um, we're going to work really hard together. I love Rand's line. You say it one more time, Rand, about hunting. At the same time isn't the same as hunting together. Hunting at the same time isn't the same as hunting together. And um, yeah, we're going to hunt together. Print the uh, shirts up. Print them yeah, up, baby. Literally two-tone blue shirt. We might have to do this on A to Z Sports. I know, I know. I've already got, I've already got uh, something in mind. All right. So I'm not going to – yeah. But there will be there will be a Rana hand shirt coming out here for uh, for Titans fans that want to get in on the new vision. So, copyright. Copyright it, Jack. <laughs> Jack Gentry, go copyright that real quick. Copyright, go. copyright, copyright, copyright. Rana hand, Rana hand, Rana hand. Yeah, I go. mean, look, it, but th that was a huge I, – I, what do you think about that quote? Did did that comment in live time at the press conference resonate with you in the room? Look, you're, there's a lot of stuff flying, right? When I yeah. heard it live at my house, I was like, "Oh, ooh, that's oh." What did? How did you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it jumped out. Uh, it's a very Rand Carthon thing to say. Rand is good with that stuff. I mean, he's a he's a wordsmith. He's very good at coining poetic. phrases and and being poetic, and it's what makes him such a likable guy. Is I I think he can speak like that to people in real time and come up with phrases. And I, how much does it really mean? I I don't know. Sounds great. Hunt together sounds great. It's a great little uh little slogan. Uh, 
and I, I do buy some of it, right? I, I think the way that he speaks about Brian Callahan, the way Brian Callahan speaks about Rand and speaks about the Titans, uh, it feels like people who are united and people who are friendly and people who want to do this thing together. Um, and so while Rand has come out and, and said publicly, right, I never had a problem with Mike. Mike and I had a great working relationship. We operated, you know, together. Um, and, and, you know, things seemed positive, uh, like from Rand and his perspective about his relationship with Mike Vrabel. Maybe on the other side of things, on Mike Vrabel's perspective, there was a little bit of a disconnect in what, how much control Mike wanted, how he viewed things versus how Rand viewed things. And so while they had the same objective, while they were hunting at the same time and looking to improve, right, I, you know, Mike Vrabel's a very uh, cut the formalities, right? We don't need to sit down and chop it up and be best buds. Let's just go make our football team better. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think Rand values the personal relationships of, hey, let's do this as a family. Let's do this as a group. And it's groupthink. Right. I think Brian Callahan has bought into that. And so instead of hunting at the same time to make the Titans better, Rand's hosting a group hunting trip and him and Brian Callahan are hunting together, uh, trying to help each other out. So I do think there is something to this. Yeah. Does it really change anything? I, I don't know. So is this a direct shot at Mike Vrabel? Is the hunting at the yeah. same time is not the same as hunting? Yeah. Do you take that as a direct shot at Mike Vrabel? Maybe not a shot, but like an unintentional shot. Sure. I, I do think it, it is a, hey, here's what ha didn't work last year. Here's something that we wanted to change because we were hunting at the same time, but we weren't hunting together. And here's what's going to be different with Brian Callahan is our front office is now together and we're doing this as one. Um, and so I, I don't know if Rand, Rand's not the type of guy that's going to get up to the podium and try and take shots at, at Mike Vrabel. He's not doing that intentionally, but yeah, I absolutely think it is a, a quote that is reflective of how he felt before versus how he feels now. And the change in head coach is the thing that altered it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jason. He goes, I just noticed that Rand has an Elmer Fudd hat on his head. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for uh, that. You know, I dropped some creativity uh, in the graphic just to see who notices. So I, I think it's in, hunting at the same time is something you have to develop into. I think the best thing to do divide and conquer is a strategy that has value, but you can't divide and conquer until you understand how to conquer together. You got to go hunt together first. So then you can go hunt at the same time and cover more ground and then be more efficient in what you're bringing back. And so it feels like there was never the on the same page type of mentality previously to where now it's like, all right, clean slate, come back to center. Ran is here. He got the promotion and now it's time for us to go do this together. And eventually they need to go hunt at the same time in different areas. I that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what those areas are, but yeah, I mean, that's the thought hunting at the same time. You take this bunker. I take that bunker. We cover twice well, you, the same you, ground. Like, we can get here, here, here you go. Here's her here, at, in the future. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's this upcoming uh, uh, March. Let's just say for argument's sake, 
Uh, Joe Alt has the same pro day as CJ Latham at Alabama. Notre Dame, Alabama, same pro day. Well, you need to be at both, but you got to go show up at uh, the Penn State pro day together first to do that together for that tackle before you go to the separate uh, pro days. You know, that's that's the legitimate example that I can come up with right now. Yeah, well, I, I do think there is something to that, but I, I, I think it's a pretty good analogy if you are looking at what Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon's relationship was potentially like versus what Rand Carthon wants his front office to look like. Um, and, and Brian Callahan talked about this a little bit of just like what he views as his vision for the organization and for people that walk into the building. And, and it was very Rand Carthon coded. I think it was very something Rand would agree with and say, and that Callahan refers to it during his presser as well of like, well, this is something like Rand and I have the same vision for what we want the organization to be like and feel like. And, and they, they care a lot about feeling like a family, people who walk in here, feel like they belong and feel like instantaneously, like it's fast friends. And Brian Callahan wants people to feel about the Titans, what he feels about the Cincinnati Bengals. When he leaves the Cincinnati Bengals and he's crying, thinking about how much those people mean to him, that's what he wants the Tennessee Titans to be. I think Ran is aligned with that same vision. And so I, I think that they are very much on the same page, two very similar guys. And so that is where the hunt together comes from, because uh, I I don't think there right now is any sort of disconnect about one, where the power structure is. I think it's good that the Titans have established that, but then two, just what the overall objective is that allows them to act in unison moving forward. Yeah. Uh, Clayton says, did Buck say last night that they're not going to be at the senior bowl? Yeah. Either one's going to be at the senior bowl. Yeah. And why? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would assume that they have to figure out how to get the staff fulfilled. And the senior bowl is something that's very time consuming. Um, so, you know, if they go to the senior bowl, are they going to be able to be able to have the right interviews and conversations to fulfill the staff hiring? And who is the senior bowl for? I mean, yeah, the head, head uh, really Mike Tomlin is one of the head coaches who is a mainstay at the senior bowl. Senior Bowl is for scouts for uh, that there will type be a of lot of team scouts and position coaches and assistant right. coaches that are there to check out players, but it's not necessarily a hub for every head coach in the league. Yeah, so scouts are going to be there, and you know that'll. And you know who else is going to be there? Anthony, Anthony Robinson might be there, or Chad Brinker might be there. Right? They might yeah. send an assistant GM or somebody else from the front office. Uh, so. And so, yeah, uh, Caleb says, if Chad Brinker goes, is that weird? No, that's good. It's like, expected, right? I yeah. mean, you send assistant GMs to the things that the regular GM doesn't go to if the regular GM is doing other things, which is yes. true. Uh, so you're going to be at the Senior Bowl next yep. week. I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to be on the show next week because of the schedules of what the Senior Bowl is. So, Sam, are you excited for your first Senior Bowl experience? I'm uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the Senior Bowl has to offer. I hear mixed reviews of the Senior Bowl. I hear some people who love it. I hear some people who hate it. I see. I hear some people who are somewhere in between. So uh, I don't know what to expect at all. I'm going in pretty dark as far as like how things are structured and what things are 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 doing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for 
for the, I think these pre-draft, you know, scouting events, whether it be the senior bowl or the combine are great for getting to know the talent in the draft ahead of time. I think they're great for networking. I think they're great for just getting a feel and a vibe and information about certain players that you can't really get uh, in, in other ways. So it should be a, a loaded week of, of content and it should be pretty informative. I, Hey, chat, just think, Oh, Whoa. I accidentally knocked my laptop over there for a minute. <laughs> there you go, we're back. Uh, think about all the uh, all the uh, content that I had uh, about coaches and like the coaching candidates that were on the board here. I'm going to try and bring you the same type of uh, insight about what I've learned about all the different cornerbacks or all the uh, all the different wide receivers or all the different offensive tackles that are available in the draft from the Senior Bowl. That's that's going to be the goal is to get the insight on the guys the Titans might be drafting. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Uh, really pumped about uh, the sorry, diaper coverage. I'm sorry for the chat for that. People are like, whoa, <laughs> Sam got I mean, too clearly, yeah, I got too impassioned about the senior bowl. Yeah, clearly you're excited because you're just talking with your hands like you're Burke Knight. Well, I blame, right? I blame uh, what a UPS. I, that's the company, right? UPS. Uh, it is a company, yes. Shade at UPS. I know it's not throwing shade day, but shade at UPS. Because I ordered a desk like two weeks ago. Uh, for my new apartment that I moved into and UPS is continuing to delay that shipment. And yesterday I uh, was supposed to be the arrival of the desk. And then UPS uh, says, get, sends me a notification says we attempted to deliver your shipment, but we failed. And so we'll try tomorrow. I don't know what that means. Apparently oh, cool. it, it needs a signature, but the mail room is not, it's in like the basement of my building. I'm not living in the basement. So is the guy even trying to deliver it? Or is he walking up to the mail room, realizing that there's a code that he needs to get into the mail room and then walking home? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's heavy. He doesn't want to deliver it. I'm a little irritated at UPS. Give me my desk. It's been like two weeks. I'm going to start asking for money back pretty soon. There you go. Well, uh, I guess we can wrap up and not throw shade, but we can go to good news to wrap up this week. Uh, been a crazy week for the Titans, but let's wrap it with some good news. Share your good news in the chat now. Shout out to Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process uh, in Lebanon. Say hey to Payne Bowen for us while you're there at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Good news, good news, good news. Hit us with your good news here on the show. Johnny says good news. The coaching drama is over with. Um, you know, I not yet. coaching search was too smooth. But now it's the fun part of coordinators, position coaches, all these other things that I think is going to be pretty fun too. Yeah. Yeah, coaching drama is still not dead. We have uh, coordinator watch. Think about how big coordinator watch is for a team most off seasons and um we got two of them still to be still to be hired that's a lot of good great content uh still coming your way on a to z sports here i'm just hopeful like, can we wait on the defensive coordinator offensive coordinator stuff till after the senior bowl well, one thing at a time titans i, I don't want to be on a, i don't want to be on a practice field in alabama and get a notification that you've hired a defensive coordinator that's going to be the worst case scenario for me uh, let's see. Mr. Jones says, good news. George McIntyre committed to the Vols. That's right. Uh, former or current, uh, Brentwood Academy quarterback, five-star committed to the Vols and to stay right there in 
the Brentwood area. Trace is good news. A former Brentwood wide receiver is going to be the next defensive coordinator at Brentwood Academy. Uh, I, I am not going to be the next defensive coordinator at Brentwood Academy, so I don't know who Trey could be talking about. But maybe somebody that I know that I don't know is going to be a coach. Um, I'm trying to guess, but I have no clue, Trey, uh, who that would be. But uh, more good news. Sam, uh, I'll let you uh, share your good news or you can find more in the chat. Yeah, my good news is, you know, as much as I was just complaining about not getting my desk, um, it is the fact that I'm almost moved in. Like I'm, I'm on the cusp here, got the living room situated, got the kitchen situated, uh, need to, uh, build like one or two more things of furniture and I'll be all good to go. But like, for the most part, feeling relatively settled into the new place, it's been just the weirdest couple of weeks here. I, I need to breathe and you know, I, we'll see. Hopefully after the senior bowl, there's some time of like, get take a moment because we went from the season ended Austin, the Titans season ended. And I had the season ending press conference and locker room clean out day. And there was a feeling of, okay, whew, okay. A couple days here we can, uh, you know, I, I can go ahead and perform my move, move out of my apartment. And then boom, Mike Vrabel is fired. It occupies like three days of press conferences and news and writing and all this stuff. I got sick for like a week, was out for like a week. Then I was out of town last weekend, <laughs> came back this weekend. And I was like, all right, well, I can get stuff done this weekend. Then I'm in a, in a, a U-Haul moving the remaining stuff from my apartment. And the Titans hire Brian Callahan while I'm sitting in a moving truck. And I'm just like, okay, well, that sucks. Now I have to you know, pause everything on the move and try and do this. And so I'm still not moved in. It's like three and a half weeks after I got keys to this place. I still don't have anything moved in all the way. Um, it's just been, it's been a wild few weeks and I'm, I'm excited to be moved in and have that feeling where I just take a deep breath and go, ah, okay, we can get in a little bit uh, of a rhythm now and actually have a second to, to, well, regroup. I'm hopeful I can get everything done by the time I'm in Alabama next week so that I can come back from the senior bowl to like a finished apartment. That would be fantastic. Karen says no more dogs barking. Yeah. True. It's a huge win. I do hear a train like eight to eight to 10 times a day that comes through and honks its horn. Eight to 10? At least like once an hour, the train comes through. Once an hour? Yeah. There what are is this train doing? Is it just going back and forth and back and forth? Well, it's, it's a bunch of different trains that are hauling cargo, but apparently not my desk that I need. So, I'll say though, like uh, it's not that bad because it's maybe 10 to 20 seconds of, uh, uh, and, and then it's over with and it's done for like the hour. The, and I wish I got a steal on rent for that tray. I did not. They did not factor that into the rent they should have um way better they only the do dog. a carbon they only the do a carbon non-stop yeah so it's way better i mean it's only really bothered me like twice when i'm like about to fall asleep and then the train horn comes through and it's like okay now i'm up again but not bad i can deal with it it does have a little bit of like rustic city feel to it the fact that i you know I can sit here and look out my window and I can see some of like the downtown Nashville and like the corner and I see a train coming through and I'm just like, ah, Chicago vibes. <laughs> yeah. Downtown <Rockville> America. 
Oh man. Uh, so good news, uh, sharing good news from the chat. A lot of people making fun of Sam and his new train. Like, so you just, you still think the trading a once an hour train is better than dog barking. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Well, the other thing too, that we, it was more than just barking. Like, my other place, the walls were so thin, you could hear, or and like the floors were so thin, you'd hear them running around above you. It's like it, an earthquake. My, I'd have friends come over and they're like, what the heck is that? I'm like, oh, it goes on like 18 hours of the day because the, oh. the Labrador in the, the apartment above <laughs> has zoomies all the time and it's flying off yeah. the walls. Um, yeah, the train horn has a, like, yeah, it's, it's Chicago vibes. It's a little bit of, and I'm just like, I don't know. I can get used to it. I'm used to trains. All right. My, uh, my good news is that uh, my parents had been at the beach for the last few weeks. My wife and I were going to try to go down there, but the snow kind of ruined a couple of those opportunities for us. Uh, but my grandmother did get a chance to go down there. And for the first time since my grandfather had passed away, she got to go travel on a trip and had a great week in, in, at the beach with my, with my parents and her son, my dad. Uh, and so that's my good news is that uh, my grandmother got a chance to go uh, for a little vacation for the first time in a while and had a great week. I'm looking forward to learning more about the week that she had down there. But that is my good news uh, to wrap up this week. And uh, yeah, so I, I, out on a, on a wholesome note, Brian Callahan seems like a wholesome kind of guy, too. So I thought we'd go out there on a wholesome note. Yeah, we'll want to give some love on another wholesome, lo- wholesome note to Bork. Says he's checking out of the hospital with our new baby girl. Mama and baby are doing well. Congratulations, Bork, uh, to you and your family. Big congrats. And as Nick says, another baby Titan in the world. I don't think Bork has missed a show this week. That's commitment. But we haven't heard about the baby until good news. (laughs) You You hear like, I feel like it's like kind of a movie scene or a TV scene or whatever that you'd have somebody write where it's like middle of child labor guys, like watching the game or something. It's like, babe, turn the game off. It's like Bork, turn the A to Z sports morning show off. <laughs> we just, like, he's sitting there watching us talk about the Titans. I love it. What, what a commitment. Uh, but uh, what a moment for you and your family. There you go. All right. Well, uh, glad everybody had a good weekend or a good week. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Make sure you hit that like button for us on the show. Thumbs up and that uh, that button. Click that button for us on Facebook and or on YouTube. So hit that like button and we'll have uh, more people watching the show with that. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. Uh, Buck Rising. You guys have a quad pod coming up today uh, with himself, Teron Davenport, Paul Kaharski, Joe Rexrode. Talking about Brian Callahan around 3.30 today, Central Time, to get ready for the 615 Sessions Quad Pod later on. Appreciate it as always.